Scripture reading is a parable, and for boys or girls here, the youth here, a parable is simply a story, just a story that Jesus tells, and it's about everyday life in the first century, so people would have been very familiar with what Jesus was saying, commonplace, like going to work. But in the midst of that commonplace experience, in a parable, God breaks in. This one is called the workers in a vineyard, which is, of course, where they pick grapes. And I'm going to tell the beginning. I'm going to just highlight for a moment the middle, because I'll come back to what happens in the middle of the story in the midst of the reflection. But I'll also read the conclusion. But the story begins with Jesus saying that the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Early one morning, Jesus began, a man went out to hire some workers for his vineyard. He was the vineyard owner. And after he agreed to pay them a generous amount for the day's work, he sent them off to the vineyard. And about nine that morning, the vineyard owner saw other people standing around in the market with nothing to do. Vineyard owner said, I'll pay you a fair wage when you go and work, and they do. And then this happens at 10 and noon and three, and even at five o'clock, right when the day is about to end. Well, that evening, the owner of the vineyard told the person who was in charge of the workers to call all the workers in and that the vineyard owner would give them their pay for the day. And the workers that arrived last were paid first, and they were given exactly what the farmer promised to those who worked all day. Well, and those who were, had worked all day began to be very excited, for they thought, this, our ship has come in. Well, then it says that those workers who had been hired first thought that they would be given more than the others, but they were given the same. And they began complaining to the owner of the vineyard. They said, the ones who were hired last worked only for an hour. You paid them the same that you paid us. And we worked in the hot sun all day. The owner answered one of them, saying, Friend, I didn't cheat you. Why should you be jealous that I want to be generous? And Jesus said, So it is. Everyone who is first will be last, and everyone who is last will be first. This ends the reading from the Gospel of Matthew. And will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. Now, I've preached on this parable before numerous times in my almost 30 years in the ministry, and every time I do, someone will say to me on the way out the door, that's a really weird story, Rich. And my hunch is a fair number of you, maybe you've heard the story numerous times, maybe it's the first time you've ever heard it, still you're a little uneasy, a little uncomfortable with Jesus' parable, this story about God's presence in our everyday lives. But one time, and I'll never forget it, one time a person said to me on the way out the door, I really don't like that story, and added, no one's ever said this before, I don't think it should be in the Bible. <laughs> I thought, all right, I mean, that's an honest response. It's just not right, she said. It just isn't right that those who worked so much less got paid the same. And added, you know, it goes against, it get, against all our logic of fair play. I mean, we tell our kids, study hard or work hard, 
and you get what you earn. So it's a good question. I mean, really, how could this story, remember Jesus begins saying, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Well, I mean, it does seem unfair. It's, a, it's almost like you've done all that you need to do to get to a play on time for your theater tickets. And you've, you know, you've, you've got ready early, you've got the dinner on the table for your kids, you've done all the things you need to do. You know the traffic's bad, so you leave maybe 20 minutes earlier than you really need. You get there, you get in your seat maybe 10 minutes before the curtain goes up. You've done the hard work, the curtain goes up, the play is wonderful, but 40 minutes in, the director walks out and says, whoa. She says, uh-uh. Um, a couple of people just got here and missed the beginning. We're going to start over right now. <laughs> I mean, it's not fair. And it's not too big of a leap in my mind that my friend who said this doesn't belong in the Bible was actually offended by the story. And if she was offended, if she was, I want to tell her now how lucky she is. And I say lucky because she probably is hearing the story as Jesus intended her to hear it. Now, I've read the story so many times, preached on it so many times, that I'm no longer surprised by the ending. And we're supposed to be. We're supposed to hear it as unfair or odd or strange to our sensibilities. But you too, you're lucky if you are taken aback by Jesus' story, if you find his his words too idealistic, unrealistic for the world that we go to school in or work in or serve in. So maybe you're lucky. Maybe you're offended by the story. And I think then we're getting Jesus' intent, which is to get us to understand something that isn't easy to glimpse. Now, it's interesting. There's Remember, the vineyard owner, who is basically God, or the, and is angry at the end. And there's a couple of things to wonder about God's anger in this story. One is, those who, why would anyone be angry at God's kindness or generosity? Why would we grumble about that? I mean, that's one question. But the other question is, that it, at least for me, is how odd and unfair it is that the farmer, the vineyard owner, the boss is mad at the people, not who came at the last minute, but who worked all day. He's not mad, of course, that they worked all day, but he's only disappointed with those who are keeping count of God's generosity. Now think about that. With those two observations in mind, let's just hear the middle part of the story again, which I sort of skipped over. Remember, the landowner comes to the town square and says, hey, I got a lot of grapes to be picked. Hop in the back of the pickup truck. A couple of the go-getters are the first in. They don't even say, yes, I'm in. They're in the back of the cab. Vineyard owner drives them off, and they begin the work. He goes back an hour later, an hour after that. They've got the people who started earlier, the men and women who started right at this break of day. They are sweaty. They are dusty. Their hands are cut. They are exhausted. But the vineyard owner still picks up some people from the town square, maybe even at 2 o'clock and then 3 o'clock. And then, but an hour before quitting time, another group comes and works. And as you heard, they're all lined up to be compensated. And those who came at the end 
are given exactly what those who have labored all day were promised. And it was a generous promise. And there, the early workers are livid. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, they're livid. You're, they even think they're being cheated. Well, the vineyard owner says, probably in a very annoyed voice, do not be angry about my generosity. You have received exactly what I promised. I have been more than fair with you, and I have simply been more than fair with the others. Now, the end of the, the, end of the story is not for Jesus to teach us that the point is that fair play and hard work don't matter. That has nothing really to do with the aim of Jesus' parable. Instead, it offers us an astonishingly different understanding of how, well, incomprehensible, how remarkable God's love is. In fact, we are reminded that God's love does not operate according to our standards of fair play. God does not say, you only get what you earn. And thank goodness. So what we glimpse, and it's just a glimpse, is that God's generosity, God's love is unfathomable. It's beyond our understanding. And so in this parable, this story, we discover that God's grace, God's love, is not, and it will not be defined by our standards. God is not simply a kinder and nicer version of you and me. So the aim of the story is not to offend our economic sensibilities or the fact that hard work isn't important. But it is rather to remind us that God's ability to love, God's ability to forgive, to forgive both the winners and the losers, the early and the late, that generosity may offend us, but is beyond our understanding. And you know what? It is hard to get that, isn't it? And so we are really lucky as well. We have this table right there. The meal of bread and juice from a vineyard. It is a meal that, that also points us beyond the reality of the rules of, our fair, of fair play. The bread and the cup that we're about to share this morning reminds us that God does love the winners and the losers, the first and the late, the homeowner and the homeless, the have, the have not. And God loves each of us equally. And so, you know, we are lucky in that we are called to this table. You are called to this table. And you are called to the table regardless of when you began your labor in the vineyard. So when you receive this bread in this cup, when you come to the table for a taste of God's generosity, come to this table not grumbling about God's generosity to others. Because remember, 
it is quite possible. Well, it's likely. No, it's for sure that from God's perspective, each and every one of us has arrived late for work. Amen.